Welcome to It's All Geek to Me, a podcast where two friends experience popular nerdy franchises for the first time. My name is Leah, and this season, my co-host Kelly will be watching my favorite films, The Lord of the Rings, for the very first time, and I'm the expert. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of It's All Geek to Me. Thank you for joining us again. Happy to have you here. Yes, this is our, is this our fourth episode on the second Lord of the Rings movie? I think it is. I think episode 10 altogether, episode four for this movie. Yeah, so we've gotten into yet another juicy number of scenes here. Juicy, juicy. (laughs) This movie moves a lot faster than the first one because we're getting so many characters in so many different places. So I like Mm. that it jumps around a lot more. I think it's a a little faster paced. Yeah, we definitely have a lot of cutting back and forth between the different groups that are now all separated. And it definitely leaves a lot of cliffhangers between Mm -hmm. each group, which is a little stressful, especially since we're watching it a little (laughs) broken up. But it's fun because it gives me time to make predictions. Yeah. So we last left off at Helm's Deep, finding out that they have one weakness, which is their drain. And we come back to see that Grimma, the awful little advisor, is with Saruman plotting to breach the wall. And Grimma does not think that Saruman has the capability of doing it. But then he sees mm-hmm. that there is a giant army of Orakai there. Big army. Yeah. Grimma is shocked. He sheds a little tear. He does shed a tear. I think think he's starting to have a moment where he regrets being on this side because he's a little terrified of what is to come. I'm so glad that you interpreted it that way because watching this so many times, I feel like I've interpreted it a few different ways. And one Mm -hmm. way that I've seen it is Grimma's crying is in awe of how powerful the side he's on and like, oh, "Oh, I picked the right side. But (laughs) I actually would say I lean more on the side of what you just said, having Mm -hmm. watched it a bunch, that he is actually completely terrified by the evilness that exists on the side that he's chosen. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of where I was feeling it just because I think we see instead of awe, I think we're seeing a little bit more terror because a lot of times, you know, people especially in these political positions with kings and royalty and stuff are kind of being backstabbing. But in this case, his backstabbing is going to lead to the death of an entire city country of people, you know? And that's kind of terrifying. And the city that he came from, you know? This is his home that he's chosen to destroy. And also the fact that Saruman says that, you know, this is for the death of men. And Mm -hmm. Grimm is a man. So what is a man for him? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, then we see our friends, Merry and Pippin. They are not over just yet. They are with the Ent, whose name I actually already forgot, which is pretty funny because I kept (laughs) on saying how easy it was. Treebeard. (laughs) Treebeard, that's the one. So they are riding along with Treebeard and they see smoke in Isengard. And Treebeard is not a big fan of Saruman. He said that Saruman used to come through his forest, but now he is a bad guy. Yeah. And we can also see the army approaching. So we know that the war yep. is officially starting. And I know that was a short little scene and we don't see Merry and Pippin again in this section that we just watched. What do you think is kind of stewing with them? What do you think that they want to do? Do you think they're happy to be going home? Do you think they want to, now that they've seen the army, do you think they want to... <laughs> you are leading me in a direction that I would not be going. Just curious your thoughts. Because <laughs> I, I keep on thinking this is it. That they're like, all right, this is the last 
time we see them. All right, this is the last time we see them. But I guess yeah. their story's not over yet. They do keep coming back to them. Yeah. I'll be honest. I don't think they're going to do much, but you're you're kind of pushing me down this path of thinking that maybe they're going to take part. Maybe they're going to convince Treebeard to be a part of the war and fight with the trees. So yeah. that could be a potential avenue, especially because it seems like as of right now, we are a little outnumbered. Yeah, for sure. And Treebeard, not in this section, but in the previous section or two sections ago, had a sad line that I always think about where I think Mary asks him, what side are you on? And he says, side, I'm on nobody's side because nobody's on my side. Yeah, that was a little sad Nobody cares about the trees. It was pretty sad. So they don't want to get involved, but there's just like something in Mary's eyes when he sees that army that makes me think like they don't want to go home. They don't want this to be over for them. They have this desire inside themselves to help. Can't relate. (laughs) I can't relate. No. (laughs) I I want to go home. (laughs) We're a second breakfast. (laughs) I don't want to be a part of this war. Let me die peacefully at the Shire eating 11th breakfast or whatever. (laughs) So then we see Aragorn. He's floating along the river. He is not dead. Fun fact here in the scene. Go ahead. Another Viggo Mortensen Mm -hmm. fun fact. He almost died. He died. Yeah, he literally almost died (laughs) in this scene. Yeah, actually. (laughs) He almost drowned. (laughs) When they were filming this and he was floating along, high tide came and he kind of got like pulled under. But he survived. He went through it for this Yeah, for this movie. Broken toe, literally almost dying. (laughs) Worth it. Are you even an actor if you don't almost die multiple times in a movie? Yeah, right. So yeah, we get a glimpse of Arwen and she is kissing him and presumably kind of kissing some life into him, maybe? Mm -hmm. She's sending her powers to him. Oh yeah, okay. And this horse comes, which I assume is his horse, nudges him awake and kind of helps him get on his back so that he can take him to safety. Very cute horse. This scene is so funny to me though because his nose is like nose to nose with this horse. And I just am thinking, damn, that horse's breath must smell so bad. Oh, probably How many takes of this did they have to do? Like that must have been horrible. Hopefully a lot. Yeah. He can add it to the list of things that he had to go through for this movie. Yeah. Then we get another interesting flashback with Arwen where Elrond tells her that she has to leave and she does not want to. She wants to be with Aragorn and I really got chills at the next part. This made me very sad. But basically Elrond says, you know, he's probably going to die. But even if he doesn't, in the best circumstances, if he becomes the king, if you guys are together, he's going to live a mortal life and then you are going to watch him die and you're going to be alive for so much longer. And it was just this really beautiful imaginary scene where we see her mourning his death and even beyond when he is just a statue in memory and she's still there in mourning shroud mourning him you know yeah Ooh, which i, I thought was yeah is <laughs> is very beautifully filmed and very sad and then arwen starts crying it's a very slow moment but they have a little father daughter question where he's like do you not love me too and she's like of course i yeah. love you and she finally agrees to leave and this is another really beautifully filmed moment where the elves are leaving and they have these like beautiful lanterns and she Mm -hmm. looks behind her and sees her father you know watching her go i thought that was just really beautiful
wonderful. And then our friend Galadriel returns. Super weirdo. Yeah, I always forget that she comes back in this section. So I was surprised to see her. Yeah, I have to say, I noticed and I wrote down that her skin is just flawless. Mm -hmm. Even in the super close up when you can see her pores, I was like, oh my gosh, incredible skin. Very nice. That's what money gives you. So yeah, Galadriel says that Saruman's gonna destroy Rohan and we see the Eye of Sauron, which I weirdly think was the first time we see the eye in this movie. I know we got a glimpse of it with Frodo in the beginning, but I think that's the first time we actually see the eye that's not a little flash. So I thought that was nice. Yeah, well, there was one other section in this movie where Saruman was talking and he said something about the two towers. Oh, yeah. And it did go to the eye. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we haven't really seen the eye much in this film. Really, the bad guy here is Saruman under the guise of Sauron. Yeah, exactly. I think that Sauron is more of this like overarching like idea of evil, mm-hmm. but it's personified into Saruman, Saruman mm-hmm. and into the armies. And and I mean, also some of our main characters are a little corrupted as well, which we do Absolutely. see in this section a little bit yeah. with Faramir when, when we get to that. Hey, no spoilers. Sorry, spoilers, people. <laughs> so yeah, we hear that the Eye of Sauron is looking to Gondor and he senses the ring is close. And Galadriel also says, something that really gave me chills which is that Mm -hmm. Frodo is getting weak and he is starting to realize that the quest will end his life and oof that's a rough thing to hear Mm -hmm. especially for me yeah you know with my difficult situation with Spy Kids 3 (laughs) (laughs) well I think that Elijah Wood is getting a good amount of screen time yeah that's (laughs) fair Mm -hmm. he's not just showing up in the last five minutes and then dying so I appreciate that for sure he's not dead yet yeah but yeah we found out that the archers are from Gondor so very weird scene for a second that we see them passing Frodo around like a little sack of potatoes which I thought was hilarious those were definitely children like actual children that they had to hire as extras (laughs) like there's no way that that was them (laughs) so incredible and then Galadriel also says something else that's a little chilling where she says the time of the elves is over and then there was something I had written down a little earlier in the movie but I didn't mention it. I feel like we must have talked about it why the elves aren't participating in this war but I had written it down earlier why aren't they taking part? Why aren't they helping? And Galadriel asks a question that brought that thought up again for me which is do we leave Earth to its fate? Do we let them stand alone? And I thought it was really interesting that Galadriel is also starting to question it you know because I don't think it was the right move for them to leave. I think they need to stay and fight. They should have stayed. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think the reason that they're choosing to leave is because they have somewhere to go. The place mm-hmm. that they're going, the Undying Lands, is a place that only elf kind can mm-hmm. go. Which they have selfish. a safe haven. You cannot step foot there if you are not an elf. And this is another thing that Elrond is struggling with because if Arwen mm-hmm. stays and she chooses a mortal life, she gives up that birthright to go to the Undying Land. She Ooh. cannot choose to go there, which Got is why it. it's difficult for him. Mm-hmm. And the reason that they're leaving is because they don't believe that men can win. They want to just leave men to their fate. I don't fate. believe it either. <laughs> Middle Earth is over. They don't think they can win and they don't mm-hmm. want to perish in the process. Yeah. So they're trying to save their people by leaving. A little selfish, but understandable. Because if it's a lost cause, I mean, what are you going to do? Oh, and the reason that Arwen can choose a mortal life, which is something I actually had to look up because I wasn't sure. Apparently, <laughs> Elrond is actually a half-elf, as is 
Arwen. So they actually do have the choice of whether they can be mortal or immortal. The other (sighs) elves don't have this choice. So she truly can give up her immortality for that reason and be immortal and be with Aragorn. Which also makes the story that Elrond told her a little bit skewed because he was kind of implying that she would choose her immortality over him. But I guess in his mind, the scenario is she would go to this undying land, be an immortal, and then come back for him when she's already ready and immortal but still i just i don't see it playing out that way i see them potentially living a mortal life together yeah so anyway back to the people of gondor we see this guy who we later find out is faramir and they're talking about the war strategy and realizing that gondor is pretty much surrounded so we've got mordor on one side we've got isengard we've got rohan rohan that's about to be destroyed pretty much and all the people have fled so really not many options. Gondor is basically surrounded. So they have to figure out a plan there. And this guy, Faramir, goes to the hobbits, Frodo and Sam, that he has captured. And he asks them who they are. And we have another very funny moment where Frodo introduces them and Faramir's like, oh, is this your bodyguard? And Sam is like, I'm his gardener. <laughs> I'm which his I don't really gardener, understand. Actually. <laughs> yeah, he was like really sassy about it. But it, I feel like that's almost yeah, a little I love bit of a that. downgrade from being his bodyguard. Yeah. So not really sure where he was going with that. But he was very proud about <laughs> it. So Frodo tells him the story of the fellowship and the guy is like, oh, you're a friend of Boromir's. And Frodo says, yes. And he's like, that's my brother. And this guy who we mm-hmm. find out his name is Faramir. And Faramir, which I thought was so funny, his name, because I kept on thinking it would be great if Faramir's name was like Niramir. So we had Niramir and Faramir. <laughs> I hate you so much. That would be a really good name. I'm gonna I'm gonna send someone an email about that. Miramir and Faramir. <laughs> That's what I just kept on thinking. It's actually more pronounced Faramir, not oh, Faramir, sorry. but you know. Yeah, well, Niramir listen, and Faramir, I love it. We know it by now that I'm not good at pronouncing these names, even though they are specifically told to me, so I should be able to yeah. grasp them a little bit better. But no, so we find out that Faramir is just as easily corruptible as his brother, if not worse. So yep. we'll mm-hmm. find that out in a minute but first he takes Frodo to this little waterfall area which is the Forbidden Pool and I forgot to mention when he is questioning them he asks about Smeagol and Frodo's like no that guy wasn't with us I don't know who you're talking about and then we see Smeagol in the pool and Faramir's like oh we're about to kill him being here is punishable by death and I actually wrote down Smeagol was being kind of cute and then as I was writing Mm -hmm. that I looked up and I saw him just smashing a fish against the rock and I was like <laughs> never mind I still I still thought that part was really cute him singing his little song yeah. smashing the fish there's something cute about him to me I've always Ugh. thought that Smeagol was adorable I don't know I, he has his moments but I think overall I'm not really a big fan so he's about to kill Smeagol and Frodo stops him and he's like please he's sworn to me and I to him which I thought was interesting yeah I love that line too like yeah. he's bound to me and I to him oh it was chilling yeah and he's like please let me go get him so he comes down to get him and again he's treating Smeagol like a dog like he's like come 
come here, boy. Come on. Good boy. Good Smeagol. Nice Smeagol. And I was like, what is going on? Why are you treating him like this? And then Smeagol is picking up the weird vibes because he's like, why are you being weird? Well, he doesn't say that, but he kind of follows with the fish in his mouth acting just as dog-like as Frodo is treating him. And then he gets captured <laughs> by the men. And Frodo's like, wait, don't. But we can see in Smeagol's eyes that he is feeling absolutely betrayed. Absolutely betrayed. And then yeah. we see a little shot of Faramir being a terrible person. And I wrote, Faramir oh. sucks because he does. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So then Faramir questions Smeagol and Smeagol's having another moment where he's going back and forth with himself and he mentions the ring. That scene with Smeagol I also really love because you see Gollum return. Mm-hmm. He comes back to comfort Smeagol. He's yeah. almost like patting his back when yeah. he's being Gollum and like, see, you needed me. Like, I'm here. I told you that they were going to betray you. That mm-hmm. scene, I feel like I didn't always appreciate how powerful it was. But every I time I, I watched either. it, I just love that scene more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Seeing how we just saw Smeagol overcome Gollum. And at the first sign of betrayal, Gollum is back and yeah. the evilness is back. So maybe he can't overcome who he was. And he's like, my precious. Ah! <laughs> yeah, that scream was terrible. I love that part. <laughs> well, it was just terrible for the ears, especially headphones. Yeah. So then we see Frodo and Sam. They are trapped in an area, presumably locked up. And Sam, of all people, is trying to convince Frodo to put the ring on and escape. Of course, yeah. at this point, we're pretty much aware that Sam doesn't understand just how bad the ring is. So he is begging yeah. Frodo, like, please, you can get out of here. And Frodo says no. He says, the ring is taking me. If I put it on, he'll find me. Yeah. And then Faramir comes in with a sword being an absolute a-hole which we already knew he is and he <laughs> wants the ring so we get another O face from Frodo in this moment and then <laughs> the ring is whispering and then Frodo screams and pushes him away and then Sam explains to Faramir what's going on he says we need to destroy it the ring is evil this and that and Faramir does not agree because Faramir wants the ring for Gondor unsurprisingly because he's Faramir's brother yep exactly makes total sense so definitely not a good guy. I'm not on board, but maybe he'll have a little redemption moment as he's dying like Boromir did. So Maybe. then we cut back to Aragorn. He's looking a little bit better. And he sees the army marching towards Helm's Deep. And he runs off to warn them. So then he enters Helm's Deep and Grimly's being real cute. He like runs up to hug him. Grimly? Did you say? What's his name? Gimli. Sorry. Gimli. Gimli's being real cute. He like runs up to hug him. But Aragorn needs to speak to the king. He also stops for a moment and talks to Legolas. And Legolas says... You look terrible, which, why Why would he say that? I know that they were joking around, but come on. He fell off a cliff and he pretty yeah. much died. Like, of course he looks terrible. Um, but they're besties. They can joke with each other, even in death. Yeah, they were laughing. And then we see Eowyn looking over and she is just overcome with joy. But then as she's watching this exchange between Legolas and Aragorn, she sees Legolas give him the necklace and then she's like distraught again, which I'm starting yeah. to be a little bit annoyed 
annoyed by her. I think she needs to relax. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I think it's overplayed a little bit. Like, she barely knows the guy. Honey, you can do better. This is just an annoying little crush. Go out. Be a warrior like you said you were going to be. Don't worry about men. So then Aragorn finally gets to the king, and he warns him of the army of 10,000 people, which are Orkai, coming. And he says that they're coming by nightfall, which is a terrifying prospect. Mm -hmm. And then the king says, let them come, which I don't necessarily agree with, but I am not a king, so maybe I don't really know what I'm talking about. I don't think they didn't know what he's talking about either, but (laughs) to each their own. So yeah, he basically (laughs) just wants to hold at Helm's Deep, and he says, like, everybody who can fight, I want you ready to fight by nightfall. And he says, no army has ever breached the wall, but Gimli does not really believe that the Orkai are gonna be defeated by a wall, so he's kind of trying to warn Mm -hmm. him, and the king's like, trust me, I know what I'm doing, which I don't really believe. And Aragorn also doesn't believe him. So he's just saying, you know, you're going to kill these people. And then we actually see Theoden say he knows that they're going to die, but he wants them to die with honor, basically. So he's saying like he knows it's a lost cause, but let them die heroes instead of cowards. Right. But at the same time, it's like, I get that he's saying that, Mm -hmm. but he has options. He's just like stubbornly not accepting. He can call for aid. He can call to Gondor. Mm -hmm. He can call to the elves. He's choosing not to because when the Westfold fell, which was the village that we saw mm-hmm. when the mother sent the two kids off that area, nobody came to help then. So that's another meme that happens in the Lord of the Rings community all the time. It's like, where was Gondor when the Westfold <laughs> fell? So that line always makes me laugh because I see it in memes yeah. all the time. But yeah, he just doesn't want to call these people. He can't. There's just this argument back and forth where Aragorn is like, please call for aid. Just send a few men out. And he says, and who will come? And he lists out, like you said, all the people who didn't come to help last time, which I agree wasn't ideal. But did they send for help that time? I don't know. That's what I wonder because Theoden was under a spell at yeah. that point. So like, did they call for aid or is That's he just being stubborn? Yeah, so he, <laughs> and then he basically laughs when he thinks of Gondor because he's like, Gondor's not going to come, which I, I actually <laughs> at this point agree with because I do not trust this Faramir. I don't trust near Amir. I don't trust Faramir. <laughs> I don't trust wherever you are, Amir. I don't know. <laughs> and you haven't met their dad yet. He's a hoot. Oh, what's his name? Somewhat close Amir? Close Amir. <laughs> no. I like this though because it's like we've heard all this about Gondor. We've heard about the beautiful city, mm-hmm. the beautiful white tower from Baramir. Now Faramir is like, you know, we're taking the ring yeah. to Gondor, but we haven't been to Gondor yet. No. We haven't seen Gondor and we won't in this movie. I don't think it's as exciting as everybody seems to think it is. I think it's going to be a mess, but that's just me. <laughs> we'll see. And that is where we left off for this episode. Only two more episodes until we finish the second movie, which is weird. I was thinking about it again today. I was having another moment where I was like, this is me experiencing something huge for the first time that I've never experienced before. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. (laughs) And she's experiencing it with all of you listeners right now. So thank you for coming on this journey with us. And you know what's fun is some of our listeners have told me at least that they're watching it along for the first time with us. Yeah, absolutely. they're kind of curious to watch it with friends. And we're kind of providing our own insight. Well, you being a little bit of an expert here, but me just sharing my thoughts as they come to me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I'm glad I'm here to guide you and I can fill in all the very confusing gaps, extra details that I've picked up along the way. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Especially all the Gandalf stuff. Very, very (laughs) earlier in this movie. So glad you're here. (laughs) 
Well, join us again next week where we continue. We see what's going to happen with the Battle of Helm's Deep. Ooh. Which, not to spoil, is a really epic oh, battle. Boy. And I'm excited for you to see how it all unfolds. I'm a little nervous because I get a little confused during battles, but I'm sure you'll be here to guide us. Yeah, 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 yeah. This one's a good one. <laughs> I'm excited for you to see it. All right. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. You've been listening to the It's All Geek to Me podcast, hosted by Leah and Kelly. Make sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player and give us a rating. You can also find us on Twitter at All Geek Podcast. New episodes drop every Thursday. See you next week. <laughs>